Welcome to Quit Bleeping Around, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve more in life. Here's your host, Christina Eanes. Hey, superachievers. In this episode, I'm interviewing Stephanie Hubka. Stephanie is a talent development consultant, travel writer, and podcast host on a mission to unlock potential for individuals, teams, and organizations. She does this through her company, Protos Learning. Welcome, Stephanie. Thank you for joining us today. Well, it's so good to be here. Thank you so much for the invitation back. Well, I had to have you on. What is it? Three. This is the third time. Oh, I think this is the third time. In 400 <laughs> episodes. So I had to have you during the, the last few episodes. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm honored to be back here. These have been <laughs> some of my, my favorite episodes to record and honestly, one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. So I've Aww. been grateful for all the content, really. Oh, well, um, before we jump into kindness, yeah, because that's an important topic with being a human, (laughs) right? Can you share a little bit about your background with those listeners that haven't listened to your episode before? (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. If you want to go way back into the vault, you'll find a couple episodes with me. But uh, yeah, I'm really excited to be here. My name is Stephanie Hupka, and I am the managing partner at Protos Learning, which is a talent development strategy organization based in the Washington, D.C. area. My background is really in training. I got my start right out of college completely by accident. And what I really loved about the field is how human-centered it was. It gave me an opportunity to start to really build connections with people, learn what was important to them, and then build training solutions that would help to support them. So fast forward, you know, a little more than a decade into my career, and I decided to start consulting. It gave me an opportunity to reach out, connect with more organizations, and hopefully have a bigger impact. So I do a lot of strategic work, a lot of design and development. And the best part of any part of my day really is getting an opportunity to chat with really interesting people and help them make a real difference in their organizations. Love it. Well, and a plug for those of you in the training industry. Stephanie and I also co-host the Beltway Broadcast, which (laughs) is the Metro DC chapter of Association for Talent Development's podcast. Why, yes, we do. So check that one out. (laughs) We have a lot of fun. We do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so non-training topic, although this kind of falls into training as well. Oh, yeah. But for everyone, kindness. Yeah. So where are we going with this today? So... Kindness has been top of mind for me for a long time. And I think for a lot of us, it's top of mind pretty regularly, whether you are always thinking about it, whether it's something that kind of floats into your mind at moments where maybe you're not feeling so kind or you experience something that's not so kind. I got interested in kind of the study of kindness and the practice of kindness and the intentionality of kindness, I guess you could say, right around the time that the pandemic started. So I know Mm -hmm. not everyone's favorite topic, but still very present for a lot of us. It's very recent history. One of the things that I found to be... It's hard to say there was anything good that came out of the pandemic, but one of the things that I actually found to be quite good is... Toward the beginning, you know, March, April, May of 2020, a lot of the conversations that I was part of, all remote, all on Zoom, you'd get online and someone would say, Hey, how are you? Mm. And the answer that people would give would be so honest and genuine Mm. and far more complete than what we used to hear. Before the pandemic, it was, Oh, yeah, I'm I'm good. How are you? Ready to get started? Let's do it. 
Right, right. <laughs> These one word answers. What happened or that kind of transition into this new normal, people are saying things like, you know, this isn't a great day for me. I just found Mm -hmm. out somebody I know has the virus and I'm scared today. Or you know what? I had the virus and I'm feeling better and this is a really good day for me. Or, you know, they start to answer and you see their dog walk behind them and then everybody's going (laughs) to pause and meet the dog. (laughs) What really connected with me in that though, is that for all of us who were part of these conversations, kindness was the very first place that we turned. As soon as things were difficult, people started to really focus on what it meant to be nice to each other, to listen, to be supportive, to really connect with people in ways we hadn't done before. We had an opportunity to get to know people in ways that maybe we hadn't, maybe people we worked with who were almost strangers to us anyway. You know, you don't always get a chance to really know your coworkers. And For me, I really found that that was something that was making my work better. And so another kind of opportunity that popped up during the pandemic is a colleague of mine. And I actually started doing a little bit of work in kindness and started to uh, work with organizations on how to build up kindness as an attribute, as a skill almost within an organization. And what I found is that there was this huge need. People were clamoring to learn more about how they could help people to build a kinder and more inclusive workplace. So that's for me, I I was really surprised to find that that was coming from something so negative, you know, COVID not being a really big positive for most people. But what it really highlighted was people really do want to build connections and kindness is just so essential to people in the workplace. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, there's so many things going through my head right now. (laughs) (laughs) One is one out of, out of adversity, right? Mm -hmm. We often find gifts, which I think is perfectly what you just explained. And the other thing is I can't shut off Mr. Rogers song because I know, (laughs) I know your workshops are based around Mr. Rogers work. Can you just share a little bit about that? So that people are like, why is Chris singing Mr. Rogers song in her head? Why are we all about to start singing Mr. Rogers theme song in our head? Yeah. The, uh, the programs that we put together, the very first one actually was for talent development professionals and it was called, won't you be my trainer? And mm-hmm. the idea was that especially coming, well, getting into the pandemic and as we were thinking about coming out of it, what does it mean to develop training opportunities with kindness in mind? What does it mean to build something that is human-centered, people-focused, that is representative Mm. of those who are sitting in front of you? So that was sort of the very first workshop that we put together. What we found out very quickly is that training is a great space to incorporate concepts of kindness because it is really all about the people who are in front of you learning or remotely Mm. learning from you or even asynchronously learning from you. But there was more to it than that. There were teams that needed to learn to work together, teams that wanted to work more efficiently and more effectively. And that's where we came up with another workshop, which is appropriately called Won't You Be My Manager? And (laughs) that one is really about taking this journey through all of the different concepts that we learned as kids from Mr. Rogers. Mm -hmm. And we really need to do a better job of remembering in the workplace today. Yeah. So how are you saying the titles of those without saying them? You know, it's almost like like the ABCs, like, won't you be manager? Well, one way is because I don't sing very well. So there's that. That helps an awful lot. But I do kind of hum it very loudly in my head periodically. 
Oh, so actually, so people uh, that listen to this are from all walks of life, yeah. or I should say viewers as well, because yeah. we're on YouTube now. Mm-hmm. Um, let's start in the workplace arena. Yeah. What are some suggestions for people to bring kindness, and especially when maybe they're not feeling it from others? You know, that is a really great question, because a lot of times we want to work from a place of kindness but we're not always met with people who are especially kind. And one of the things that we can do right away, if you're thinking about working with somebody or having a conversation or even building a relationship with somebody who might meet you with something that feels less than completely kind, one of the things I recommend is to hit the pause button. Just take a breath before engaging with that person. A lot of times, it's not that people are intending to be unkind to you. Yeah. Most people really are coming from a good place. And if you go into a conversation or a meeting with someone assuming the worst or expecting that they have some sort of malintent in their mind or something like that, that might color how you are going to go into that conversation, the energy you're going to bring, frankly, how you're going to interpret what they say to you or how they treat you. So a lot of times just simply pausing and thinking, why do I feel this way? Why? What am I sensing? And what is it about this conversation that's making me nervous? What have I experienced before? Sometimes taking that breath gives you a little bit of additional perspective. And I think remembering at the same time that it really typically isn't someone coming into this wanting to be mean to you, giving them the benefit of the doubt taking a moment, putting yourself in their position and thinking, is there anything that might be helping them to bring this energy that's not really connecting with me? Maybe there's something going on. Are they stressed out? Are they worried? Mm -hmm. So a lot of times it could be something like that. Now, that also takes you into another thing that you can do, which is if you meet up with somebody who's just maybe not treating you as kindly as you'd expect, or you're really struggling there, sometimes it's simply about being vulnerable with that person. Mm. taking a pause, asking them if you can have a conversation, letting them know that you know you really want to have a great relationship with them and encouraging that vulnerability in them. A lot of times when we are vulnerable with other people, that's also that great opportunity to encourage them to let their guard down a little bit too. A lot of times it's not about you. It's about yeah. what they might be going through and giving somebody the Same space. Most of the time. Right. I mean, you know, we're all out there trying very hard to human, you know, humaning is very, very difficult these days. And so giving people the benefit of the doubt and frankly, giving them Mm -hmm. space to be able to be very authentic with you, that can often help to kind of cut through anything that you might be perceiving as a barrier that they might have put up. Yeah. Well, first, I love first tip, assume positive. Intent, yeah. Right. Yeah. And there could be so many different reasons. Like, I mean, I, I've been doing a lot of work lately in personality and oh, yeah. communication types. Right. So like you know, someone like I, I can be a little blunt and I, I don't mean for that to come off rude to some people. Oh, but of course it does. Right. Or you know, just different communication styles and different ways people relate. Yeah. So I love that, that the advice on taking a pause. Oh yeah. You know, and then, and being vulnerable. Yeah. I think it's a wonderful place to start, especially if you're not sure where else you should start. Another thing that works really well, and this is especially for anybody who works with teams. And I think probably most of us do regardless of whether or not you're the leader or a manager or somebody who might be in a position of authority, you can always model what it looks like and what it feels Mm. like to treat people well. 
Yes. A lot of times people feel that maybe they they shouldn't do that. They don't want to do that. That's someone else's job. You can bring the kind of energy to a situation that you choose to. And sometimes simply by showing up with a smile, with a positive sense of, you know, kind of that can-do attitude, excitement, enthusiasm, that can be contagious. People yes. can really latch on to that. And that can create the kind of environment where people can feel like they can connect, they can create together, they can feel supported and valued and seen. And all of these things that we really want for each other, a lot of times it's when you model that. Other people say, yes. you know, I'm seeing someone who's treating people well. I feel good about this and I want to return that energy too. I so love that, that can work well. Yes, because emotions are contagious. They are. Well, and also, not that you would be doing it selfishly, right. but I have found that having that can-do attitude, going above and beyond your job, also really helps with career progression. Well, it does. <laughs> it really does. And in fact, mm -hmm. there is a little bit of neuroscience that goes into kindness and what it means to be kind, especially Ooh. at work. A couple of things that I've learned actually pretty recently about what it means to be nice to people. One thing that actually kind of surprised me is the concept of recognition and kindness. Mm -hmm. So recognition on teams is one of those areas where it can actually get a little tricky. Some people really like to be publicly recognized. Like if you do a great job on a project, you want your name called out at that next team meeting, right? You want everyone to know you did a great job and that's helpful and that means something to you. There are a lot of people out there though who don't necessarily respond to that kind of recognition that way. An email or you know maybe a, a chat on Microsoft Teams or something like that is going to make them feel more valued than something public. So yeah. that ends up becoming another tip as far as what it means to be kind. Think about what kindness might look like and feel like to your mm -hmm. colleagues. Think about what they might appreciate. Because the neuroscience that really builds into what that can look like is that when you recognize members of your team, there's actually some studies out there that show that even when one person is recognized and others see that recognition, the entire team improves. Everyone benefits when you get an opportunity to thank someone, to express kindness toward them, to express appreciation for what they bring to the table. You, you don't always think about the ways that kindness can impact an entire community. But that for me was a really startling discovery in some of the reading that I've been doing. The fact that even if it's not you who's being thanked or congratulated or recognized, when someone else that you work with is, that actually can make you feel more connected to your team, to your work. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just such an incredible way to start to build additional connections and really feel like you can get closer to the team you're working with. Absolutely. Well, we are herd mammals. We right? are indeed. <laughs> That's just it. I mean, we we really thrive in those environments. Yeah, many of us, anyway. I know, you know, if, if not to say you have to be completely extroverted or anything to really find value in that, but you know, it really just goes back to the idea that you want to find great ways to recognize people and make them feel connected in, and mm -hmm. that can be very personal. So it's a great opportunity to get to know them and what's going to bring joy to them. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, I, I'm also thinking about um, there's got to be, for lack of a better term, like a continuum of kindness. So, so, uh, so this may bleed into the the home stuff too, right? Yeah. But I'm thinking about so there's that person that doesn't have enough kindness or bring enough kindness mm -hmm. with their colleagues or at home. Yeah. And then there's those folks that almost lack boundaries because they 
are too kind, like a people pleaser type yeah. stuff. Is there like a, a, a balance that you can talk about that people can help find? Yeah. And I think a lot of that really is about, you know, building in time to think about what that looks like for you. It is also about saving space for the fact that you're not going to be at your most kind all the time. You have to give yourself a little bit of grace there. The idea of being kind all the time also kind of gets into the thought that maybe every day should be a good day. I think we all know that you get to have a bad day once in a while. You get to have a day where you just don't feel like connecting with people and you don't feel like being friendly. You just want to kind of take that space. And I think it's important to be honest and even a bit vulnerable with yourself in those moments. What you don't want to do is damage relationships. And I think many of us have experienced times where we've been working with others and maybe they've treated us differently than they used to. Or, you know, you usually have a great working relationship with a colleague, but all of a sudden they're really short with you. And, Mm -hmm. you know, their words are a little bit different and you're just getting that sense from them that something's wrong. And a lot of times, you know, in the absence of, of data, in the absence of knowing what's really going on, we're going to make up stories about that. Absolutely. We're going to tell ourselves things like, <laughs> well, I must have done something. Or maybe they are upset with me. Maybe they're jealous of the fact I did a really good job on something recently and they wish it were them getting that recognition or something. There's a lot that can go into that. So a a part of finding that balance is really allowing yourself to take some space and figure out kind of where you happen to be on that continuum at any given time. Give yourself space to decide if that's really where you want to be and where you Mm want to be seen on that continuum. Because a lot of times, yeah, it it can be very easy for you to want to react a certain way in the moment. But what I've always found to be very helpful is you want to think a couple steps ahead. And this is probably true in most aspects of life, but it really is in terms of how you treat people and how you bring kindness into your work. Think about if what you're going to say or what you're going to do is going to reflect the way you want somebody to feel. Mm. If it's not, give yourself a moment until you're in a place where you can do something that is going to reflect what you'd want them to feel. I think we don't give ourselves enough space. Sometimes we feel like we have to react quickly. We have to be you know, very present. And sometimes... If we're bringing energy that maybe isn't what we'd rather bring, that's what people are going to experience from us. And you can always take that break. You can always say, I'm so sorry. I can't have a conversation right now. Can we talk about this later today? Can we talk about this later this week? Mm. Always think about the space that you need for yourself. You can always take a couple of minutes or hours or days if you need them in order to make sure you're bringing what you need to. Yeah. I, and I love the idea of checking your intention. Yes. Right. And how you want to show up, what impact you want to make. It's very, very important. Yeah. And a lot of times too, you know, a, a lot of people will think about reputation. And especially if you're thinking about things like, do I want to stay with this organization? Do I want to be a leader here promoted? Do I simply want to stay in my role and do a great job and feel like I am valued here? You want to think a little bit about some of those actions actions and in how you treat people and how you make them feel and how inclusive you can be. Those are enormous components of what people see and how they experience you. Mm-hmm. Kindness goes a long way when you're thinking of, about things, you know, even like promotions or even about if you want to find a new opportunity out there. A lot of times people do pay attention to things like how you treat people. And I think it's very yes. important to remember that that is a part of you know, what success can look like. 
I don't know if you necessarily want to approach it as from only that angle, mm-hmm. but realistically, it is a big part of what success can look like in the workplace. And so it is worth thinking about that. Yeah. Well, and one thing too that uh, that I, I often get questions on in this area is, um, does this mean that uh, I'm going to let a lot of things slide because oh, yeah. I'm being kind? And actually, you know, being kind is is holding people accountable, not enabling their bad behavior. Can you say a little bit more about that? I think that's exactly what it is. Being kind is not the same as being a pushover. Yes. It is not the same thing as agreeing with everything and going against your gut or deciding that you're just going to support people in what they what they are offering if what they are offering maybe isn't the right thing for you or for your team. Yeah. I think it really does make sense to think about what kindness looks like in terms of helping people to develop or to improve. And one of the best things we can do for ourselves is to think about whether or not by offering certain feedback, you know, encouraging people maybe to take a look at what what they might be doing or what they might be saying, a lot of that can really help people to to grow, you know, personally, mm-hmm. professionally. It's it it can sometimes feel like maybe, you know, kindness can be tough. Perhaps maybe that's the way you <laughs> want to think about it. Yeah. Kindness doesn't always mean you're going to be agreeable. Sometimes it means that you are going to be a voice of reason or it means yes. that you're going to give people an opportunity to, you know, hear other sides to things. One, one way that I find kindness is one of it, it can be very effective in the workplace. Actually, those people in meetings who will call on someone who's been quiet or mm-hmm. encourage somebody to speak up if they haven't heard from them. I think. Many of us have been in meetings or at events where they feel like they can't get a word in edgewise, or you've got somebody who's really dominating a conversation. The people who are looking out for those people, the people who are saying, hey, why don't we give everybody a chance to respond here? I want to make sure everyone who has an idea they'd want to share has that moment to do so. It's a wonderful way to bring kindness to the workplace. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And I can't believe it's already been 20 minutes. <laughs> it flies, doesn't it? I Especially, know. you know, when you're talking about something like this, because I feel I like know. everyone just knows that they should be kind, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that that's something that they should bring. But when you start yeah. to think about what that really looks like, the intentionality behind it, mm-hmm. that's where I think these conversations just get so interesting. I know. <laughs> And I know people are going to want to learn more. And I know uh, you have other products and services. Oh, and gosh. <laughs> Can you share a little bit about those before we get to your final piece of advice? Yeah, absolutely. I think the best place to find me would be my website. So find me at protoslearning.com. And we also, if you're interested in learning more about some of the kindness workshops that we offer, won'tyoube.com is where you will find us. Uh, you'll you find Won't You Be it. My Manager, Won't You Be My Trainer. And yeah. <laughs> Yes, you can sing the song while you're typing it in. If you'd like to, you know I'm not going to. Um, but yeah, those are probably the best places to find me. And of course, LinkedIn is a great spot as well. I am always happy to have conversations about what it means to bring a little bit more kindness into your work and to your team. So I'd love to get to make some connections. I love it. Okay, your final piece of advice. Oh, gosh. I think my final piece of advice for today is when it comes to how you treat people, 
really take the moment that you need to think about how you want people to feel. Mm -hmm. The way that we make people feel is perhaps one of the best reflections of who we are and what we can offer. So when you're in those difficult moments, or even when you're in those great moments, make sure that the words you're using, the choices you're making, the actions you're taking are setting someone else up to be the very best that they can be. Oh, I love it. That reminds me of that, uh, the quote from Maya Angelou. Angelou? Angelou? Yeah. Yeah. Something about people will may, may not remember what you said or something like that, but they'll remember how you made them feel. I think she said it best. And oh, she definitely said it best. Absolutely words to live by without a doubt. Without a doubt. <laughs> Which I totally messed up, but I, it's a great oh, quote. Go check no, no. it out. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, thank you so much for joining us today, well, Stephanie. Thank you for having me. This is a lot of fun. Yes. If you'd like to learn more about Stephanie, go to protoslearning.com. Interested in expanding your employee development program? Visit christinaeans.com to look at the many workshops Christina has available for you.